everybody. Welcome to episode three, M456 podcast. Malachi 4, 5, and 6, the mandate. God is turning the hearts of the fathers, guys. It's amazing. We talked about it on the last episode, but it's so much fun watching this movement happen around the world. You know, Chris Valentin and his son Jay and all these guys, this K4 movement. Uh, these military guys that are all just coming around the same theme of dads, of, of men, and as being the foundation of everything, how we need to step up as men, because it really does rest on our shoulders. Hey, today we've got David Reyes. Say hello, David. Hey, great to be here. So excited for this awesome topic and you guys to share a little bit here. Yes, we're so glad we, you joined us. And we have Mr. and Mrs. McAllister today. John and Hillary. Hillary, welcome to your first podcast on Journeyman. Come on. <laughs> so glad you're here, man. Oh, I love you so much. You guys, Hillary, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go into who she is to me later. She She's changed my life. She literally is a, a huge um, piece and tool of changing my life and uh, speaking into my heart at a deep level. And every time we go to Oklahoma, we just crash on the couch. So we just take over the house move Boston and Porter over and we come in. Hey, John, you want to start us off today? I, I just know God's put some things on your heart and um, it's, it's hopefully this comes out right after Thanksgiving, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas 2022. Today is actually November yeah. 22nd, 2022. And our numbers are 222. So we're, we're pretty excited. Yeah. yeah. And your 22nd year anniversary. I mean, That's how many 22 hits? It's one twenty. <laughs> It's like, come on. <laughs> Double fortune everywhere. Come on. Oh, baby. Um, yeah. So I had this, I had a I had a dream last night, and, and the Holy Spirit just propped me on this dream, and not to go through it, but basically it was going from an 11 to a 14. And the Lord was talking to me about uh, a communications upgrade. Mm -hmm. And and then what hit in my heart, you know, as you and I were talking this morning, uh, Gary, is is I just I just thank the Father. I I, I had a, a pretty tough day yesterday, and not like you know I was being beaten up or anything like that. But I was just sharing with Hillary. We do this thing whenever she's off, where we sit on the couch and we take a couple hours uh, when we don't have to work, and we drink coffee and we just kind of talk. You know, we just kind of share. And it's not that we're not doing that during the week, but it's just our moment. It's our time. You know, and. Yeah, yeah, it, I, I love it. It's it's one of my most favorite things that we do together. And what always happens is what's in our heart comes out. And, you know, because we're talking about, you know, routines and all that other, you know, stuff that you, people talk about that happens in their life. But yesterday, some tough stuff was coming out, some stuff that we're wrestling with the Lord on. And um, and I mean that positively, just like what time frames and, and is did we hear correctly? All those things that everybody wrestles with. And today, so we went through that whole day. I had this dream last night. And today we're sitting on the same couch drinking the same coffee. Actually, we're drinking new coffee because that would be disgusting. <laughs> um, and we're 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 worshiping God, we're worshiping our Father, and we were remembering everything that we were thankful for, everything that He is, and not not everything, because who knows, we miss stuff here and there, but remembering like certain specific things. And it was just, I was just having this moment. I was like, wow, my father made room for me yesterday mm -hmm. and he'll, and there's room today to, mm -hmm. to, to, 
think about him in that my heart is just thankful. Like I like even now I just have this image inside of just the father listening to this and just enjoying mm. the four of us. Well, I would say the seven of us, because obviously the father, Jesus and the Holy spirit are all par- are part of this. So there's yeah. not just four of us. Yeah. And that's what led me to this. Just, just thankful. I'm just it's really I'm just good. Thankful. You know, I, I, as you're talking, um, you know, for us, particularly for Lisa, um, my bride is November is just tough. Like today's a hard day. Like she lost her, her husband, um, right around Thanksgiving, the day, the day before, mm-hmm. and we lost Michael and his birthday's November 13th. And so this time of year can just be an emotional time. And, you know, everybody grieves differently. Everybody has to own this and live in through kind of through their heart on this stuff differently. Right. And then when we remember that we're just, it's Thanksgiving and we have so much to be thankful for. It's kind of what you and I talked about again this morning was, you know, we start feeling down or getting angry, David, like in our hearts or whatever. And then we get into the word and we're like, oh, God, at least I'm not Elijah running from Jez, you know, <laughs> from Jezebel or, you know, Paul hanging in a prison, singing a song. Right. I'm like, this life's pretty good as hard as it can get. And so I just want us on that thing today. I think it's beautiful. Um, David, why don't you tell us? Like what your your dad, I know your dad well, um, he fathered you well, he wasn't perfect like no father is perfect, um, but what do you love most uh, about your dad, Raul? Oh gosh, you know, there's so much. I mean, you, you, we just had the conversation the other day of, you know, just, yeah, there's things I could talk about that were negative or that were struggles that were difficult, but um, man, there's so much more positive than negative. And so, I mean, I think the coolest thing about my dad is, he really prepared me for life in some pretty empower- powerful ways. I mean, I just remember him constantly bringing up the topic of, he would call it R and I. He's like, you got to have R and I to be successful. And he's like resourcefulness and initiative. And he'd like talk to me about all that. And, you know, he prepped me for my teen years. He was like, look, when you get older, you're going to have urges to do different things. And what's interesting is that was really good for me. Cause I'm a four, an Enneagram four. So like, don't tell me what to do. So when he gave me that heads up that that was going to come, all of a sudden, you know, I'm 14, 15, 16, and I start feeling those urges. And I knew it was coming because he told me it was coming. And I go to my own emotions. Don't tell me what to do. Because I had already decided as a kid how I wanted to live and behave. And so he, he really prepared me for that. And I, so I just tons of memories of just doing fun things with our family and and him just having those little moments of wisdom with me. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I love that. Just meditating on what was good. I was watching a Jordan Peterson today, actually. And this woman, she's like, she's she's interviewing him. She's like, I feel blessed because my kids have all turned out like perfect. And she says, I know that's not true because all my friends' kids are, you know, just out of control in their 30s. And Jordan's response was incredible. He's like, look, at your high level and as much as you've had to work, I'm surprised your kids did turn out the way they have. He's like, but everybody around 45 says, wow, they kind of look up and say, I gave my life to this or that instead of family. And they they turn their hearts, hopefully back. But mostly for yeah. men, 45 year old men kind of wake up and go, what, what in the hell am I doing? What am I giving my life to? And so, Hillary, I know your relationship with your dad was different and kind of hard sometimes. And it's a kind of, I'll let you share the story, but. Tell us what you were thankful most about him and a little bit about that. Well, what's interesting is when you said that uh, November is hard, November is kind of, 
there's moments where November's hard for me. It's also my dad um, passed away um, 11 years ago and he, his birthday is November 18th. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, uh, but I have found ways to honor him in this month. That is also the thing that I'm the most grateful for. And that was that he showed me what it looked like to give, um, but without ever verbally teaching me how to give uh, just by witness. And I remember um, one year being in elementary school and my mom had a friend who was a single mom. She had three kids and uh, they didn't have any groceries. And I just remember my dad putting us in the car. Uh, we also were struggling financially, so we probably had no business doing this, um, except for he was in God's heart, um, whether he knew it or not. Um, but we loaded our Suburban up with groceries and he said, get in the car. And we jumped in the car and we showed up to their house and we walked in and we unloaded the groceries. We got in the car and we left. Mm. And I just never really even talked me through the process that he went through. Um, but that was over and over again. I saw him doing this and I just witnessed it. And like, again, he never sat down like we do with our kids and process that and let us know why and how. And I just watched it. And so it's really fun because the way that I honor him in this month is with my intense students. I take them on a gratitude project mm -hmm. and they each pick someone that they are grateful for that influences their life that may not know how they're being influenced. Mm -hmm. And go and we buy flowers or if it's a guy we get a starbucks gift card and we just show up to wherever they are and they give them this person a card and these flowers and they have an opportunity to say thank you and so that's a way that i have decided to honor my dad in a month and a lot of the time the gratitude project falls pretty close to his birthday which is really sweet and cool that is um, this, cool. Yeah, this year was the day before and so um, it turns that morning into a celebration of what his life was for me. Mm. Um, yeah, Don't that's what I'm grateful for. No tears. This is a man's podcast. Don't make me cry. I, I know I'm done. Crying <laughs> <laughs> <Ryan> over here. <laughs> uh, I, I cry at a lot at about everything, but that's gonna I, I, I want to say, you know, I posted uh on the on the app the other day. Um you know, because it was my dad, too, and I'll talk about that in a second, but he didn't ever say much. I just watched him do incredible things, right? And, and you know, it's not registering at the time, but it, it's like, you know, don't just listen, watch, and let be fathered that way. And so, John, how about your dad? I, I loved, last time I was with him was at the Chiefs game that didn't go so well with my boys, but come on, we had a blast. He's an amazing... <laughs> and I, my dad, I... You know, my dad, I, I, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing to me to sit back and see where my dad and I are. Um, I have so many thoughts, but I, you know, one of my things that I just love is that he just waits with me, you know, like he, he, he started working with me uh, part-time. I had a, a cleaning company, obviously you guys, you know, I'm picking up trash downtown and he, <laughs> he had a, uh, an encounter when he was like five or six years old in this, this trash man, he lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this trash man bought my dad an ice cream cone and he came inside. And I remember the story because he's, he's told it a thousand times. He goes, I want to pick up trash. 
one day because he thought that was the coolest thing, you know, that they eat ice cream, whatever. And then lo and behold, 40 years down the road, him and I are down picking up trash together. You know, he's helping me out. It's part-time business. He's, you know, I'd retired from Campbell's Soup and doing all that stuff. But I'm just incredibly thankful that he he waits on me. And I don't mean like as a waiter, but he, he we would get together after picking up trash and we would sit and have coffee. And we started doing that for years. It's We're going on years now. And it's just, we just wait together. There's There's no expectation. There's no... Uh, agenda. We sometimes we'll share dreams, but most of the time we talk Chiefs football. How's it going? And we're just sitting there for an hour, just waiting together. And I'm so thankful for that. He he is he has taught me without like what we're, it's the narrative of what we're saying today. And I hate using that word. I hate narrative. Everybody says narrative, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> it's everything's not a narrative. <laughs> Maybe this. Um, a, but. Just by watching him and being with him, he he's taught me how to wait. He's taught me like just some of the even the prophetic stuff in his life, some of the things that he he knows that God has told him, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I remember these 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 dreams that he would have. And just the other day we were talking about one. It's been 15 years and just sitting there and waiting with him. I'm just incredibly thankful for that. I yeah, I want to powerful. So powerful. We we you know, I look at my dad, he's 83, my mom's passed, my brother passed, my sister's passed. He's all alone raising these special needs kids, my nephew and nieces. And, um, and you know, he's still my dad. He's, you know, we still argue theology and eschatology. And, and he, you know, that's the way we connect. We're both eights, David, as you know, on the Enneagram. And so we find intimacy in arguing. And if anybody else is around, they leave the room. And we're like, what's wrong, man? This is awesome. We're having a blast. And, uh, and, you know, it's funny. He said to me the other day, I, t- I take him to lunch every week. And he said, you know, son, we didn't think of ourselves as being religious. And I'm like, okay, dad. And because he's reading some of my stuff and listening to things. And he knows I say I was raised in a very religious home, which I was. And he's like, we didn't think of it that way. We just thought we were being godly. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I do too, dad. I do too. But as we've grown, right. And so it's just fun having those moments and they're they go quickly i mean he's 83 and he was a bull rider and he's aging fast and so i purposely block off that day every week to go to lunch with him buy him lunch i don't ever let him buy so i say that to you young men buy your father or your mother lunch every time you go out with them if you can um and just to honor them it's a sowing and a reaping thing. You're sowing into your parents, even if they weren't good parents. There's there's no such thing as a perfect father, a perfect mother, right? And every single family is dysfunctional. And so you just go, oh, that's true. Every family is dysfunctional. And we have our stuff. and But we have to come together in our hearts, right? We have to come together and find that forgiveness. And I saw Tim Keller just put a book out about forgiving your parents today. It launches today. Mm-hmm. And so this is just a theme that we just have to stay on and keep doing. All right, John, what was that second question that you wanted us to answer? Well, you know, I was thinking about, you know, one of the things that we do, you know, with our own family, you know, something that, you know, that we're thankful that God has led us father as men, obviously Hillary as a, as a mom that we actually see, you know, and some people, there's this weird uh, thing about like, people don't want to say what they're doing well. Because uh, they think it's a, it's a, a an ego thing. It's not. It's if, if you really look at where your heart is in that, you're actually honoring something that the Father has grown in you that you're passing on to your. You know, so there is like you were saying, like what Dwayne was saying, 
he did pass on some really good things. Like there's things that when I sit with Dwayne that I look at and I'm like, wow, that's, mm. that's amazing. Mm. And, you know, with my boys, you know, for me, one of the things that I, I, I go to immediately is they always can gather, they can gather with us. So there's, there's a, there's a thing that I, I am thankful that the father has, has, has given our family is the ability to sit with one another right where we're at. And sometimes it's choppy. I don't want to make it sound like it's hunky dory. I mean, there's times where I have thoroughly, you know, pissed off my sons and because I'm just so, you know, staunch on an idea and I'm just like unwavering, but they'll sit there and they can, we've made a place for them to be able to say, dad, that's, that seems pretty impossible. And, you know, I have to suck the ego up. Sometimes there's a little bit of pride in there. And sometimes it takes me an hour or two to, to soften. Um, but that's one of the things that I'm thankful that God has put in our family, you know, is to sit with each other and we fit in it like tonight, we're going out, we're going to do dinner somewhere. I don't know. It's a new place, but we'll, we'll do, you know, we'll just chit chat and talk. Hillary has an app on her phone and ask questions and we just kind of let it roll and we see where the boys take us kind of thing. So I'm incredibly thankful that we get to do that together. That's awesome. Hillary, what is that? What, what is the app? Oh gosh, I don't even know the name of it. It's like table questions. Like, and you just like, it's like, it asks you like different questions. Like, what is the worst thing that, some of them are funny. Like, what's the worst thing that you could say if you were the one that stepped on the moon for the first time? Like, what's the worst <laughs> thing that you, you know? <laughs> one of our kids was like, I have to poop, you know? Like, it's just like, but it just like, it creates... <laughs> different questions and you just I totally it, let I sprung you out on that that's one. okay and it opens you up for all kinds of conversations yeah awesome. so I don't know the name I can I can text it to you but I can't remember the name of it right now yeah well, it's, it's funny because a lot of our guys are looking for tools you know like that I think for me you know I we we did round table every Sunday and so we would as a family all eight of us six six kids um, Noah would be running around with a sword in his hand, stabbing everybody. And it was a round table. So there, everybody laid their swords down and I had to lay mine down. And I carried a big one in my ego, right? And they could tell us anything. They could tell Lisa and I anything that was in their heart that they were hurting about, something their brother and sister did to them. Um, I would be very vulnerable and honest. And we just made sure we practiced that um, as the kids grew. And, you know, we moved to Africa, all eight of us, and it was incredible because they couldn't go out after dark. It was just too dangerous. And we had a guard running, you know, walking around the house um, to protect that. And so it really cultivated uh, that in us as a family. And I watch now my kids doing it with their kids. So what's cool about being a grandfather is Palmer, my granddaughter, or Michaela will say things and I'm like, I said that to your dad his whole life and it's like they've mm. owned it now, you know, and it's become theirs. And, uh, and I, I, I text Tyler was, uh, Tyler, my son, oldest son was out in Temecula with his wife for her 30th couple days ago, riding horses. And we were just talking back and forth and we haven't talked in a little bit of, I used to tell them missionary stories of doggy and snake. I don't know where it came from, but I would just, every night I would tuck him and Michael in and Caleb, I would tell them, these missionary journeys and stories that these two young boys went on and how they saw the miracle of God work and how they fed the poor. They stopped some girls being trafficked in sex. And I just kind of introduced them to the, to the dark things that are going around the world through these missionary boys that were out doing the stuff. 
And Tyler was remembering that. And I was remembering that. And we were kind of texting back and forth. So it's really important, guys. And David, I want you to go of cultivating those simple family traditions that you, yeah. that, you know, again, not religious, not we have to do this or we're, we're screwed up, but it's flow. It's natural. It's like, sitting around every Sunday. We just, that's what we did. It was, it became a tradition. And then at the dinner table, which is really important. Can I just emphasize that real quick for all you guys listening? You have to have dinner a couple times a week together, at least. Uh, you you know, yeah. it's so difficult with sports and competitive sports and dance. Hillary's a dance, has her own dance studio. And, you know, our, our girls were going this way, our boys were going that way. But Lisa just said, stop. And two days a week, we would not go to a practice and I was coaching football. I coached football like 16 years for my boys, all four of them. We just not, we wouldn't do it. We would make sure we had dinner at least twice a week. And I, I just want to emphasize how important that is. David, what are you thankful for with your children? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think one of my favorite things is um, we just have a really physically and verbally affectionate family. And that's something I think that that I've always wanted and we've tried to foster and grow, but it's, it's fun. Like, you know, I have no idea what gardening is like, but, but I would imagine that when you plant something and you actually see it grow the way that you hope it would, that you feel pretty good about yourself. And I, I kind of feel that way about our family. Like, man, we, you know, my, my kids love playing together. We cuddle up on the couches and watch movies together. Like there's no, there's no disconnection between any of the members of our family. And I just really love that, that we can both say and, uh, and physically communicate that, that we like being together. So. Amazing. Yeah. Well, and Catherine's a pretty good mom. So you're, you've oh, got she's it. Phenomenal. She's, <laughs> she's, she's, a real. she's done most of the planting and watering. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and let me just say as a, as a grandfather, as you get older, you, you, you can lose those times. I know there's a lot of guys listening to this. Maybe your dad and mom weren't there and may, maybe your kids are estranged. Maybe you have prodigals. Um, there's seasons of life. And I'm in a season of life with a couple of my kids right now that it's just not clean. It's not good. It's not like it's supposed to be. It's not where mm -hmm. I want it to be. And the father's just speaking really deep to me in this season. It's like, are you going to birth a, a, an app for men and not expect some resistance, right? And it's been major resistance on this thing. Um, and then also, am I trusting the story of my kids' lives? Am I trusting that those, those hearts are going to reconnect at the level they've always been at? And I'll tell you, it's very difficult sometimes. It keeps me up. But I trust that. Right. And so. Um, so anyway, I just I want to encourage you. You'll go through different seasons as your kids get older and they do pull away. And that's good. Uh, it's really good. And, you know, and I like Noah at 20 now. He's on his own. And once they're on their own, they know they're not coming back in. And I love watching him mature as a man. He calls me every day multiple times to talk through, you know, just simple stuff like rent and auto pay and you know, this, the, all that kind of thing, which I love. So, all right, John, we had one more question we were going to answer today. Oh, yeah. It, well, I was just thinking about it, listening to, to, to you share your stories, Hillary share hers, David share his. Um, just something I'm thankful that I, I see the Father doing, that I actually see the Father doing. And, you know, one of the things that popped into my head that I want to thank the Father on is, is this kind of stuff, like... Like I can get so in my head, I can get um, where I, you know, you think you're the only one, like you were talking about Elijah, you know, and there's this mentality sometimes, especially as a man that I've experienced over and over um, 
that sometimes I feel alone in something. I feel I, I feel like it's just me or I and at times it's incredibly arrogant. Oh, I'm the only one that's, that's willing to do this in the heart or I'm the only one that's willing. And it's and the father loves me in that. But listening to this, I see the father. He's doing something in every family like he he is actively doing something. And I had this thought when you were sharing, David and Gary is, you know, I keep remembering the statement that John Smeltzer told me over and over and over. If you can do one thing, John, do one thing mm-hmm. and just do that one thing. And so when I was when you were talking, Gary, about these to the to the guys that are listening to this, to the families, who cares? Just find the one thing that you can do. If it's throwing a football for 10 minutes, throw a football for 10 minutes. The father can father in 10 minutes and what I can't do in 100 years. He can do in, in, in one second. Yes. And it, and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking of the like David Sharon that's sitting on the couch watching movies. And I'm remembering story like memories of us with the boys mm-hmm. and having these heart connections and laughing about something so, you know, ridiculous, you know, or cheesy in a movie and how that carried mm-hmm. in our family and how that became something just unique to our family. And so I just I think the father that he is. He's he's actively doing something, even if I can't see it, he is, he is doing this. Yeah. Yeah, I I heard my pastor once when I was a young father, um, I didn't have a lot of mentors, but I, my pastor said to me one time, he said, you know, I, I got up to do my devotionals today. Like I do every day. And God, he said, I looked out my office window and my kids were playing in the backyard. And God said, today, your, your time with me is to be with your kids. Stop reading your Bible, put it down and go play with your kids. That's your quiet time today. And that's what I mean by not being religious about it, right? Like, yeah, that is our quiet time. That is the time the father steps in and does things that we can't see, just like you said. Hillary, how about you? What's what's God in your life? I know John Smelter forms your heart so well, but the father has really fathered you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that I'm the most grateful for in this season right now of what he's showing me is that he is a God that restores Mm -hmm. and he's just like so beautifully showing me all the ways for me for others he just keeps pointing and he's like look at how I'm restoring that back Mm -hmm. it looks different it's in a totally different way and it's I mean even with John Smeltzer I mean he restored through John Smeltzer so much fathering that I that I didn't get in those later parts of my life from my own dad. And no, I didn't get my dad back, but I did get someone to come in and help father those places. And that's how God restored that back to me, what was stolen. And I could just go through a million things and a million ways of how he just keeps showing me, look how I'm restoring that back. I'm uh, He's a God that restores. And then something he told me today as he, um, as I was driving home to jump on this, he told me, thankfulness increases your faith because as you turn your focus towards what you're thankful for, for you will remember all the ways that I showed up for you. Yeah. Wow. And just quickly guys, John Smeltzer, uh, discipled John and Hillary. He married them. Uh, he was, he's got an incredible story. You know, we don't have any idea the impact we have on people in life and the lines that we get to see in heaven, of the people that heard, you know, one thing from us or whatever. I can't, I can't wait for that day. I need that kind of gratefulness. How about you, David? Oh gosh. I mean, just, I'm just grateful for his presence and his voice. Like I've just had some incredible moments lately, 
even just dreams. I had an amazing dream last night and just the way that he speaks to me and just communicates his love and his presence. Um, I mean, the other thing is, is I, I, it's not typically, typically I'm like the Lord's saying this, he's doing this and just kind of what he's doing in the moment. But honestly, right now in this season, I'm really falling in love with Jesus again in the gospels. Like I'm just reading through the word and just being gripped and captured by how he says things and what he did. And so um, I'm just grateful for the character and the personality of Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so good. Isn't that fun? John and I talked about this today. Like it's the living word. And so the yeah. word takes on a new life in a season, yeah. in every season that we're in. Like I'm, I was telling him I'm in the end of acts in my daily reading right now. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, like, Acts 18 and 19 and 20. I'm like, this is incredible, right? I'm yeah. I'm listening to it from the message. And I just come so alive, right? Because it seems like brand new. And I go through the Bible every year, but it's brand new. It's fresh. Um, yeah. I had an encounter, you know, I, I, and I we're going to talk about this on our podcast as we move forward. And Hillary, I'd love for you to join us when we hit this experiential Christianity, oh experiencing Jesus in everything we do. And, you know, I had an encounter, again, raised in a very religious, staunch home. You didn't dance in church. You didn't, you know, you didn't, you raised one hand, but you didn't raise two. And if you got a little <laughs> monkey, my dad would thump us on the head, right? And, you know, and then I, I'm 23 years old, 24, and I have a guy take me to this conference with Mike Bickle, and I didn't know who Mike was or any of this stuff at the time. And I just heard him talking about this lover God. This God mm -hmm. who stopped all of eternity to just be with us. And I'd never heard, you know, God was this angry ogre that was out there somewhere that was not pleased with me at all. That's just how I always pictured God. And mm -hmm. so all of a sudden I'm encountering this father that loves me more than life itself. And I still don't believe it. The, the, the guy that was there with me literally pushed me down the aisleway as people started dancing and I went off with Jesus and I danced with Jesus and he spoke his affections over my life. He spoke his affections mm -hmm. into my heart. You're the apple of my eye. He said, Psalms 34, I rescued you, Gary, because I delight in you. And I'm like, yeah. no, my mom, no, my dad. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're the apple of my eye. This is why I do this. And we just spun in circles together. And when I came to, man, I was snot and weeping and dancing. And I haven't stopped dancing since then. I'm 56 now. That was a long time ago. Right? And so that's the experiential Jesus. We want you all to experience this Thanksgiving and Christmas that's with your families. Don't try to make it something it's not. And I think the rule's good. Don't talk about politics. If your kids are older, right? Just, just <laughs> stay away from the bad conversations. And But find those things that you can connect on. And don't put too much expectation on it. Just connect and don't try to fix your kids this, this holiday season, especially if they're older and they're coming home to see you. You don't need to fix them. Holy Spirit will fix your kid. You cannot. Just love them really well right where they are. I have, I mean, I've got a couple liberal daughters and I've got, I just love them. <laughs> they're very liberal and I got to love them right where they are, right? Because I can say one thing and shut down the whole day. Uh, I have that kind of voice, right? And and we need to recognize that and bring life to the holidays. Well, Hillary, I'm you're with us. So I would love for you just to pray for us about 
you just talked about it so well, just the thankfulness that leads to faith. Can you just kind of pray for that as these men listening? I hope they've got their wives on if they're married um, and just pray us out. Yeah. Thank Uh, Thank you that you are the perfect father and the one that doesn't leave when our earthly fathers fail us and they leave and, and they um, waller around, Lord, that you are steady and you are with us. Thank you for putting gratitude in our hearts. And Lord, I just ask that you would turn the posture of our hearts towards gratitude and increase the faith so that we could remember the ways that you have shown up for us, the way you've shown up for our parents, the way you've shown up for our children and our friends. And just let us reflect on that and that you aren't a God that leaves so that you are going to show up for us again. And we just love you and we want to honor you and worship you this Thanksgiving. Thank you for journeyman and Gary and David and John Wayne and these fathering hearts. And I just ask that there would be an overflow a waterfall and an ocean of fathering hearts turning back to their kids. Lord, mm-hmm. we just need it so badly. And we just thank you that you have created the perfect picture of what it looks like to father. And we just lean into that God and just thank you for this time. Thank you for John Wayne's heart and that he wanted to step into this gratitude today and just this thankful heart. So thank you for, for him and for Gary, for taking the risk of doing journeyman. We just bless it in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Grateful dad. Instead of Grateful Dead, that's what we're going to call this. <laughs> Episode three, season one. Love you guys so much. Thanks Thank for you. joining. Guys, Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk soon.